Pastor Xavier Reese says the adoration of the Lord will be the order of the day in the millennial reign. Listen to Isaiah. He says, and it shall come to pass that from the new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. Isaiah 66, 23. You see, the worship will be of one person and one person alone, the worship of Jesus Christ. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Scripture forecasts a war to end all wars, to say the least, which comes to a head at Israel's Mount of Megiddo, more commonly known as Armageddon. Yet the prophet Zechariah foretells of another assembling of nations to Jerusalem, but this time not for battle. Then the people of the world will be coming together in a peaceful gathering of praise to the Creator. The simple truth is Jesus told us to go to the ends of the earth with the gospel. But in the coming kingdom age, the earth will come to Jerusalem to worship and honor their Messiah. Let's listen as Pastor Xavier takes us right to the scene of it all in our concluding study of the book of Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 14, we're going to look at the entire chapter, 21 verses. And the message is entitled, The Horror of Jerusalem Before the Kingdom. The prophet Zechariah has given to us the first part of the last battle against Jerusalem, as we've seen in chapter 12. And now he gives us the second part of the same battle, the climactic scene, from a different vantage point. God does this. He gives you Genesis, what he did, I created. Chapter 2, he gives you the details, how he created man. General, then specifics. Go back and put details. So, notice in verse 1 and 2. The prophet Zechariah revealed further details about the siege of Jerusalem. This is the second scene, different vantage point, more details. The general statement is that Jerusalem will be sieged by the nation just before his coming. Just as chapter 12 told us. He says, Behold, the days of the Lord is coming. The major theme of the Old Testament. The day of the Lord. It's a day of wrath, indignation, darkness, a day of gloom. It's found 75 times in the Old Testament. You see it in the New Testament. Notice the particular statement about the siege of Jerusalem is described in all its horrors. This is horrible. Zechariah reveals God will initiate the siege. For I will gather all nations to battle against Jerusalem. The battle of Armageddon. Revelation 19, 15 through 21. You have specifics there, the details. Notice Zechariah reveals God allows its capture. Two or three Jews will die. Zechariah 13, 8 through 9 tells us. The worst day is still ahead for Israel. Notice in verse 3 through 6, the prophet Zechariah reveals supernatural events at the deliverance of Jerusalem. Jesus will fight against the nations, verse 3, in defense of Jerusalem. Listen to him. And the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations. He's already told them that in chapter 12, verse 3 through 9, from a different perspective. The manner of his defense is stated as he fights in the day of battle, indicating to defeat and to be victorious. God has never lost a battle. The captain of the armies of heaven. Look at 4. Jesus will make a grand appearance. His feet will stand on the Mount of Olives. It will separate, split, making a very large valley. Jesus left, ascended up from the Mount of Olives. As they were looking at him, the disciples and apostles, and the angel said, Why do you men stand here gazing up to the sky? The very same way he has left, he's going to come back the same way. Notice Jesus in verse 5 will provide an escape route for these 
not taken captive in Jerusalem. Zechariah reveals the guiding hand of God through the new valley. Then you shall flee through my mountain valley, for the mountain valley shall reach to Aziel. He creates the way of escape as he always does in your life and mine. Now Zechariah, notice, revealed Jesus will be also returning with his church. Out of the Bible, God, here's the details. Listen, listen carefully. Thus the Lord my God will come and all the saints with you. Zechariah revealed the normal light of the day will be supernaturally altered here. It shall come to pass in that day that there will be no light. The light will diminish. Listen, it shall be one day like it, which is known to the Lord Yahweh, neither day nor night, but at evening time it shall happen that it will be light. In other words, day and night will be equal in light. Look at the city. The city of Jerusalem will be an incredible water source. Zechariah revealed the flow of water starts here at Jerusalem. He says, it shall be that living water shall flow from Jerusalem. This is the intervention of Jesus prior to the kingdom age. Secondly comes the exaltation of Jesus in the kingdom age. Verse 9 through 15. Notice in verse 9, the prophet Zechariah revealed the supreme reign in the millennium. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day the Lord shall be, the Lord is one and his name one. The Shema of Israel in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 6 says that. The Lord is one. That's a text for the Trinity. A compound unity of one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. One. Same word. Look at verse 10 and 11. The prophet Zechariah revealed the alteration of the land at the millennium. The topography will change. Zechariah revealed the Judean wilderness will be a plain. All the land shall be turned into a plain from Gibba to Ramnan south of Jerusalem, verse 10 says. Notice Zechariah revealed the city of Jerusalem will be raised. will be raised up. An elevation expanded to be inhabited. Jerusalem shall be raised up and inhabited in her place from Benjamin's gate to the place of the first gate and the corner gate and from the tower of Hananiel to the king's wine press. That whole area is going to be changed. The temple mount will be elevated and expanded to accommodate the size of the millennial temple in Ezekiel 40 to 48. In verse 11, he says, the people shall dwell in it. No longer shall there be under destruction, but Jerusalem shall be safely inhabited. Look at verse 12 through 15. The prophet Zechariah revealed the punishment for the foes against Jerusalem. The hand of the Lord Jesus will be very severe. Zechariah reveals the people affected are limited to those who attack Jerusalem. God does not punish the son for the parents or the parent for the children. God deals individually with people who do the bad things. And this shall be the plague which the Lord will strike all the people who fight against Jerusalem. The word plague there, it's translated blow, slaughter, stroke, or plague, such as pestilence. But we're not told exactly what it is. But Zechariah reveals the frightening devastation and effect of it. In the next verse, he says, Their flesh shall dissolve while they stand in their feet. Horrible. Their eyes shall dissolve in their sockets and their tongues shall dissolve in their mouths. Now, this does not describe a nuclear or a neutron bomb, as some people think. This is divine judgment. Now, could there be some nuclear exchange? 
prior to that time or whatever. Certainly, uh, Ezekiel gives us an inkling that it might be possible. Ezekiel 39, 11 through 15 speaks about when Russia attacks Israel, the beginning of the tribulation, which begins it. That they will put markers on bodies for seven months burying them when they come upon them. So there could be a sense of contamination there. We're not sure. Look at verse 13. The Lord will bewilder his foes. The context is still the same. It shall come to pass in that day. So God will bring utter confusion to come upon them. This is nothing new. This we see in the history is going to indicate it. That a great panic from the Lord will be among them. It says that they will kill each other. Listen. Everyone will seize the hand of his neighbor and raise his hand against his neighbor. So God here does this to the enemies. We see it in the past in Samuel and Judges and Chronicles. God did this in defense of Israel. This has already been mentioned in Zechariah 12.4. But it's the same battle. Look at verse 14. The Jews will collect all the spoils of war. To the victor goes what? The spoils. There it is. The location of Judah also will fight at Jerusalem. The immense financial gain and the wealth of all the surrounding nations shall be gathered together. Gold, silver, and apparel and great abundance. This is for the millennial kingdom. The Jew will be served by the Gentile. All the Gentiles' wealth will come to the Jew. Israel. You may not like it, but suck it up, buttercup. That's the way it is. Isaiah 60 verse 11 says, Therefore your gates shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day and night. That man may bring to you the wealth of the Gentiles and their kings in procession. Whoa. The hatred for the Jew today, for Israel. The world is going to bow. Look at 15. The plague will also strike the animals. The proclamation such also shall be the plague on the horses, the mules, on the camels, the donkeys, and on all the cattle. It will be in those camps. The affirmation, so shall this plague be. Why does he say this? Because it's kind of hard to believe, isn't it? John says, now out of the mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. And he himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Revelation 19, 15 through 16. That's the battle of Armageddon, ladies and gentlemen, to set up the kingdom. Isaiah knew all of this. Listen to this. Isaiah 11, 9. All the nations will know who the Lord is. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That's pretty thorough. This is the exaltation of Jesus in the kingdom. What a fitting end to this book. <laughs> Notice thirdly, verse 16 through 21. The adoration of Jesus in the kingdom age. The survivors of the nations will occupy the millennial reign. Verse 16. Their identity is unmistakable. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which come against Jerusalem. So the converted Gentiles that refuse the mark of the beast and they enter the kingdom. They're the ones. They're the sheep and the goats of the nations also in Matthew 25, 32. Isaiah puts it this way. Now it shall come to pass in the latter times or days. 
that the mountains of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. There it is again, confirming the elevation. And shall be exalted above the hills, and the nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. We shall walk in his path, for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations... And rebuke many people, they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Isaiah 2, 2 through 5. That's the millennial kingdom, ladies and gentlemen. Their responsibility is undisputable. When you have privilege, now you have responsibility. It says, shall go up. From year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Zechariah reveals that once a year, people will have to go to Jerusalem to worship at the capital of the world. The capital of worship, the capital of economics, the capital of political, everything. You know, people were up in arms about the, the, uh, the embassy being put in Jerusalem. Well, that's where it's going to be at the end. Zechariah reveals that once a year, the worship here means to bow, to prostrate oneself before a superior. It will be Jerusalem, the worship of Jesus, fulfilling prophecy. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that what? Jesus Christ is Lord. Simple. And Zechariah reveals that Jesus will worship, be worshipped as King and Lord of hosts. Two interesting titles he gives them. The supreme authority and ruler. Because they'd be like, well, who did Jesus think he is? Well, he's God. Not, not think he is, he says he's God. And secondly, the undefeated creator and savior, the captain of the armies of heaven. No one can stand against him, not even you. Time of year and reason is stated to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Zechariah knew the feast commemorated the faithfulness of God to provide in the wilderness of 40 years. Leviticus 23, Deuteronomy 16. Nehemiah, when they came back, they celebrated you have Passover, Day of Pentecost, Feast of Tabernacles, three major feasts that every Jew had to go once a year. Wow. They made booths on the 15th to the 22nd. That's the date, but the Jewish calendar changes it a little bit. And they would um, recall God's faithfulness. There was thankfulness. It also celebrated the ingathering of the harvest, which was really a foreshadowing the, the establishing of the kingdom, the ingathering. And Zechariah uh, reveals the sacrifice will be reinstituted when we get down to verse 21. The sacrifices are not for atonement, but they're commemorative of the atoning Lamb, Jesus Christ. But it will be reinstated again. The book of Ezekiel, 40 to 48, you can't, you can't get, get away from it. Now notice in 17 through 19, the prophet Zechariah revealed the consequence of not coming once a year to Jerusalem. Zechariah revealed there is no exception. God is not a respecter of persons. And it shall be that whichever of the family of the earth do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, on them will be what? No rain. Rain was a sign of God's promised blessing. Leviticus 26, 4 through 5. Deuteronomy 28, 22 through 24. It was the blessings and cursings of the law. Zechariah revealed there will be rebellion. By some, because those people that, that occupy the nation, the, the kingdom age, they're people who didn't accept the mark of the beast, who resisted the Antichrist, the nations that made it through. They're human. They repopulate. You and I are glorified. We reign with him. These people live like you and I do. And they have kids and they have to be saved and they die and everything else. We're going to see there's death. Because where there's sin, there's death. Okay? 
Where there's death, there's sin. One is the cause of the other. And so here, he reveals the rebellion. If the family of Egypt will not come up and enter in, they shall have no rain. They shall receive the plagues in which the Lord strikes the nations and do not come up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Verse 18. Egypt depended on the Nile, not rains, as you know. It was one of her, her, her pride things, one of her gods. The Nile will not advantage Egypt at this point in the millennium. But free will is still there, right? Because God gives man free will. He gives it to you right now, he'll give it to those in the millennial kingdom. Because God doesn't force anybody to go to heaven or to go to hell. You have the choice where you want to spend eternity. The punishment noted will be to all. There shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations that do not come up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Now look at 20 through 21. The prophet Zechariah revealed the nature of the kingdom will be holiness. Don't miss this. The horses will be sanctified to God. In that day, holiness to the Lord shall be engraved on the bells of the horses, even the animals. Look at 20 still. The things of the temple will be sanctified. The pots of the Lord's house will be like the bowls before the altar. So in other words, they're set apart for the Lord. The temple and sacrifice will be full of, in full operation, as Ezekiel 40 through 48 tells us. They're all commemorative of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Jesus is called the branch of righteousness. His name shall be called the Lord to sit canoe. The Lord our righteousness, Jeremiah 23, 5 through 6. Notice the common things will be sanctified to God also. Yes, every pot in Jerusalem and Judah shall be holiness to the Lord of hosts, the captain of the armies of heaven. In other words, you see from the animals down to everything, everything is to the Lord holy. This is the standard of the millennial kingdom. And of course, he will rule with a pot of iron, so there will be direct consequences. No one will get away with anything, but no one gets away with anything now. Do you think you get away with anything? I mean, God sees everything. He hears everything, right? So we just deceive ourselves. The sacrifice offered will be sanctified also. In verse 21 there, everyone whose sacrifice shall come and take them and cook in them. So it's just going to be those who are just living for the Lord and God's there. No unholy thing will be in the temple. In that day there shall be no longer be a Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts. The Canaanite was someone who was a Gentile was someone unclean, someone who didn't worship God. He says, it's not going to be. This is the millennial kingdom that will be followed by the new heaven, the new earth, the new Jerusalem in Revelation chapter 20, 21, 22. Remember the three names when we first opened up the book of Zechariah, chapter 1, verse 1, the name Zechariah, Berechiah, and Edu. It means the Lord remembers, the Lord blesses at the appointed time. <laughs> God is faithful. His timing is perfect. The removal of the curse. The animal kingdom will be changed. Having no venom or ferocity as Isaiah 11 tells us in 35 and 65. Everything will be turned back pre-fall. But there will be still sin and death. Listen to says, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leper shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. The young ones shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play with the cobra's hole. And the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For... The earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea, Isaiah 11, 6 through 9. Sickness will be removed. 
except as punishment. Longevity will exist. A child will die at a hundred years. You say, oh, he died young. Listen to Isaiah 33:34. And the inhabitants will not say, I am sick. The people who dwell in it will be forgiven their iniquities. The world will be repopulated, again as I said, by those who went into the millennial kingdom. In natural bodies, they will have children. They have to repent. They have to be saved. Jeremiah 30 verse 20 says, Their children also shall be as before, and their congregation shall be established before me, and I will punish all who oppress them. There will be no labor in terms of sweat and like the curse and all that, because everything's going to be redone to a certain extent. But it certainly is not going to be a time of idleness or laziness. But it will be a very flourishing time. In um, Isaiah 65, 21 through 23, it says, They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of the tree, so shall be the days of my people and my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble, for they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. So it's going to be a very joyous, fruitful time. There are many other such things as peace, joy, protection, economic prosperity, the unification of one language, as we said, many things. You see, the worship will be of one person and one person alone, the worship of Jesus Christ. Listen to Isaiah. He says, And it shall come to pass that from the new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. Isaiah 66, 23. Jeremiah declared, They shall ask the way of Zion with their faces towards it, saying, Come and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that will not be forgotten. Jeremiah 50, verse 5. Ezekiel puts it this way, For on my holy mountain, on the mountain heights of Israel, says the Lord God, There all the house of Israel, all of them in the land, shall serve me. There I will accept them, and there I will require your offerings and the first fruit of your sacrifice together with all your holy things. I will accept you as a sweet aroma when I bring you out from the people of the gather you out of the countries where you have been scattered, and I will be hollowed in you before the Gentiles. The land and the people go together. The people are back in the land, but the people are not back with God. That is still the second part to come. Let me finish with Zechariah, since we're finishing Zechariah. Listen carefully. Chapter 8, verse 20 and 22. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the captain of the armies of heaven, peoples shall yet come, inhabitants of many cities. The inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us continue to go and pray before the Lord Yahweh, and seek the Lord Yahweh, the captain of the armies of heaven. I myself will go also. Yes, many peoples and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord, the captain of the armies of heaven in Jerusalem, and to pray before the Lord Yahweh. Zechariah eight twenty through 22. Now, what is it that we don't understand? <laughs> this is the adoration of Jesus in the kingdom age. This is the second sneak preview that Zechariah has provided for us regarding the siege of the city of Jerusalem at the second coming of the Messiah. Three little scenes that he gives to us, giving us some details that we didn't get in the first one from a different vantage point. The intervention of Jesus prior to 
to the kingdom age. The exaltation of Jesus in the kingdom age and the adoration of Jesus in the kingdom age. Wow. Talk about ruining the story, telling the end from the beginning. But this one isn't ruined. We rejoice. We can't wait. Pastor Xavier Reese, closing our look into the book of Zechariah with a preview of the coming kingdom age today on Simple Truths. Now you can request a copy of this study titled The Horror of Jerusalem Before the Kingdom, available on CD for just $4. And by the way, this CD will also contain everything Pastor Xavier shared with us the last time we were together as well. The title you'll be asking for once again is The Horror of Jerusalem Before the Kingdom. Or simply mention today's date when you write Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And it's helpful when you mention the call letters of this station when you contact us. And then join us for more Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese right here next time. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com